Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Traction.gg podcast, where we talk about sim racing, racing video games, and racing esports. I'm Tom, the editor of the Traction.gg website, and today we're going to go behind the scenes of upcoming motorcycle simulator TT Isle of Man Ride on the Edge 3. To quickly bring you up to speed, this is the official game of the yearly real-world road racing event, which is world-renowned for the skill and bravery of the riders, and also the just over 37 mile or 60 kilometer course. This is the third game in the series, rather obviously, and is developed this time by RaceWorld Studio, part of Nakon Studio Milan, who previously created Rims Racing, a road motorcycle simulator released in 2021. But it's a different studio to that who created the first two games. We visited the Italian team recently to speak to the people behind the upcoming game and also to TT competitor David Todd. We tested it and also gained insight into its development and certain design choices. Make no mistake, this is a brave game with some surprising features, including the full Snaefell Mountain course, uh, laser scanned, and it's aiming to be an accurate representation of the event, but also you can now traverse over 200 kilometers of the island in between events as an open world title and complete in optional challenges. It'll be launching in May for PC, PlayStation, Switch and Xbox. So, joining us first is Fabio Rispighi, Head of Design. Here, I wanted to gain a general overview about Riding Edge 3 and its objectives. So, Fabio, we're in Milano. Thank you very much for having us here. Thank you. We're looking at the new uh, TT Alaman game, Ride on the Edge 3. How's the development process been for you so far? We're only, what, two, two months or so away from release, so you must be nearly finished? Yes, we have uh, finished the implementation of the game, but uh, the, the story of this game starts uh, more than one, uh, one year and a half ago. Okay. And when uh, Nakon uh, gave us the opportunity and the honor to work on this IP that we loved. Uh, so our approach is to better understand how we can uh, eradicate this kind of uh, games, this kind of uh, famous IP to have a new version of the game with a different kind of point of view of uh, approach for the design. And uh, we hope that uh, our choice will be enjoyable for the player. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really different, I think. And um, as we've seen, there's got an open world aspect and there's the different routes around the island as well, which is really fascinating. How did you uh, come to those key decisions to make it? quite different from the previous game? Um, uh, one of our pillars for our approach to the design is to uh, make the island a protagonist in this uh, new version of the game. Uh, we want that the player have to know better what is the TT, what is the Isle of Man, what is his story, his uh, past. So uh, we work to uh, give this information for the player. Obviously, it's important the family to uh, ride with the motorbike, but we want to show how it's beautiful, how it's famous, the, what the player will, will can find if they really go to the island during the event. Well, what content is included in the game? So obviously there's the official circuit and the, the side circuits and there's a career mode, but what sort of bikes and riders are, are included? Uh, we have a, selected of, uh, a selection of the rider of the t- 2022 roster, so the rider that uh, have, uh, participated in the last event, real event. So in two categories, super sport and super bike. 
and uh, we will have uh, the same uh, approach for the next year, for the next event. So the player will be able to play also with the roster of 2023. Ah, okay, so it launches with the 2022 roster, but then after there'll be the 2023 Yeah, it will be available in the future. That's, that's good to know. Give me the time, give us only the time to create them. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah the, the actual event hasn't happened yet, so you need to yeah. wait for that to finish and then develop it. So we will be on the island to to have all the information to create the new roster. Ah, that's brilliant. Yeah, so you're actually yeah. going to go there to, to get yeah. issues. These. So there's the two categories of motorcycles. Any thoughts at any point to have, you know, additional ones like classic bikes or sidecars or anything like this? Uh, in this in, for this time, no. We are focused uh, to motorbike uh, for um, um, super sport and super bike uh, categories. We have to decide how to manage our effort to this new game. So we chosen to focus our effort to the new uh, unique game mode of the open road exploration and then to use our physics that we implemented in uh, RIMS Racing for this, kind, this point uh, of view of a new, new physics for the, new, the player of TT because it's completely different from for compared to the previous one. So these are two main missions for us that uh, uh, consumed our efforts. So for now, it's better to focus only on two categories. I see, yeah. It's interesting because uh, Kiloton obviously developed the first two games. So um, the second one was over three years ago now, but this hasn't been a three-year development project, right? You said that earlier, I think 18 months because... It, before this game, you did Rims Racing, yep. a different title. As a studio race ward, I'm assuming you've had to learn the differences between Rims and the TT and focus your energies on transferring some of the best bits of Rims and some of the best bits of the TT game. And that's why you've got the content that you've got. But the, the big difference between Rims approach and TT for us is that in Rims Racing, the, the protagonists are the motorbikes. Yeah. Uh, in, in TT, the protagonist is the TT, the event of the TT. Obviously, the riders, the motorbikes, and so on, but is the, the, the event, the protagonist. So in Rims Racing, the effort for the physics, uh, for the customization of the motorbikes, is the most important gameplay element for the players. In TT, it's different because the the, the first difficulty for the player is to learn the tracks because in rims you run in, uh, in uh, real uh, circuits but you know a circuit is, has maximum 13 uh, turns yeah. and so it's easy to, to, to master 10, it's easier than uh, a circuit with uh, 60 kilometers of, of uh, turns and so on in a, in a road track so uh, we, we start to uh, our approach by rims with, with the physics, uh, with the motorbike management, and uh, we, we change it to the, uh, to the needs of the player of TC. So we have simplified something. Uh, the, the realism of the physics is like the same but the uh, structure of the motorbike is, is uh, simpler in, uh, in TT because we have, we have not all the components that we had in uh, RIMS Racing that 
you can unmount your motorbike in more than 48 components. Yeah. Uh, the components that the player has to manage here in TT3 are less, uh, but and with uh, simply upgrade of them. But the engine, the physical engine we had is the same. And uh, we think with many tricks to help also the not so hardcore gamer to have a, a good feeling in the beginning of the game with different kinds of level of physics from the beginner to the realistic and many other helps for the EQ uh, of, the, of the motorbike. And we hope to enjoy every kind of, uh, of, game, of uh, game, uh, players to our games. Yeah, that's a key thing you mentioned there, because in my experience playing it today, only for a limited time, uh, you've got the three main different physics types, your beginner, intermediate, and, and realistic. There is a noticeable difference when you, when you play between them. And it doesn't, it, it feels a little bit like rims, but I think it's moved a step on. And my opinion is it, the bike feels more uh, grounded and, it, and also compared to the previous uh, Alamand game as well. So I think from a riding perspective, in my opinion, it's a, it's a nice evolution step forward. And then also you can adjust some of the assists while you're riding with the with the D-pad, right? The anti-wheelie and the ABS and traction control. So that's, that's a good addition uh, too. Another addition I noticed is that there is uh, rain in this game, right? But obviously not when you're doing the full official TT because that doesn't run in the real life in the rain, right? No. But you've got you've got that option. In yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we have added also the, the rainy weather condition because of we uh, study the physics of the motorbike and the behavior of the motorbike in every kind of uh, weather conditions, uh, in rims, for example. Uh, but so we decided to have it also in the T3 and uh, make free the players to try also this weather condition. Obviously, for the official TT events that we, the player have to face in the games, we respect the rules of the event, so no rains in the official events. Yeah, but it's still nice to have it because um, when you have the open world aspect and the historical circuits you've got in there and the other events that you can do, it adds more variety. So I was very pleased to see that because it wasn't in the, the previous TT Alamand game. What else is included in the game? I noticed that there's uh, some online modes as well. Are they uh, cross-platform? Yeah, uh, there is a multiplayer uh, game mode uh, where the player can create a lobby and run together, against together, uh, to max to 10 uh, players in, in a lobby. Uh, the, the multiplayer is uh, cross-generation. Uh, but okay, not cross-platform, so a player in a PlayStation 4 can play against a PlayStation 5 and so on. Xbox X series will be the Xbox One, and PC with Steam and Epic can, uh, but a, a PlayStation player cannot play uh, okay. against an Xbox One and so on. Okay, still, that's still um, an improvement. So, so it's cross-generation. Yes. Ah, yes, and there is a Switch version as well, again. Yeah. Uh, we've not seen it today. How's it been developing for the Nintendo Switch along, you know, because it has a bit less power than, than some of the other machines, let's say. Is it going well? Uh, there is a dedicated version for the Switch uh, okay. because of the, the Switch has a different kind of hardware, not only as power, but also as input because of the, the joystick of the Nintendo Switch is different. Yeah, so right. we need uh, to implement a specific version of the game that could uh, allow the player to have a frame rate, a good frame rate to play in a racing game, and uh, helps them to manage the behavior of the motorbike with this kind of joystick. 
because especially for the throttle or the brake that are more digital technologies. Yeah, exactly. You don't have the range of movement because they're not analog, they're digital switches. Yeah. It's like an on-off switch, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. I'll be interested to see how that, how that turns out. Have you ever considered virtual reality at all? Yes, we have uh, think about thought about about it. Uh, the reason is that for now, as I told you, we had uh, an amount of effort can we can spend to implement this new game, and we decided to implement to to spend it on these topics. Uh, so the open roads, new approach, and the physics of the motorbikes. For this step, we will see in the future. Uh, we know that uh, many players ask for, the, for this. And, uh, Always the first question in the comment section yeah. <laughs> online. Uh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. But you have to, to, to understand that a VR game for a motorbike is not so easy. Yeah, yeah. Because it's not only uh, to have the, the, the game in a first-person view. Mm. There is many other aspects to, yeah, yeah. to manage for the motion sickness, for example. Because of it's, it's very different between also between if you compare a, a racing game by car than by a motorbike, because when you use the voix, you you have to match the the feeling of your brain and your body. So for a car games, it's easier for to use a voix because you are sit in your car and when you play in the in the game in, uh, in your house, you are sit. But with a motorbike, to have the same feeling is not exactly yeah, yeah. so easy to, to, to say to the, your body, okay, you are in a motorbike. Yeah, I imagine it'd be a, a big development challenge to, to ever get that. Yeah. But uh, I know it's a popular question, so I have to ask. But the, the problem is also that the motion sickness is, yeah, uh, right. is higher because of the movement on, uh, in the game with a motorbike, I so think. the camera. Yeah. It's very different. So it's not, it's not impossible, obviously. It's very interesting, and we, are, we talk about it. But for now, our effort could be managed in a different way. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. But the future, you know. Oh, who knows? Okay. So how important is it for Race Ward to work on such a historic, well-known racing event like the TT? Because it has a, a big following, and it's, it's quite unique. For us, for us, was an honor to to work on this IP because many of uh, of the team members are fan of uh, this event. So for us, uh, we were very happy to work because of uh, it's not only to work on a simulation racing game, but we had the opportunity to add something of our vision on this IP. So it's a uh, very funny for us and very uh, it's a very it, it was a very uh, very big challenge for us to think something fresh to uh, give to to this ip to also have uh, to catch other players and uh, put them in in this ip because it's one of the race most beautiful in yeah. uh, in the world for me uh, it's completely different uh, comparing every other competition of motorbike in the world. So, yeah, it's a completely it's a, unique. It's a unique IP with a unique game. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And it's very different um, to any other motorcycle game in recent years, what you've achieved so far, I think. So, I guess, final question. We're sat here talking now in March, but the game is out on the 11th of May, which is quite soon. So, when the game releases, 
you have any aims or goals? You know, what would you uh, like the response to be like from the community? Uh, our mission is to enjoy our gamers. So we work very hard to create uh, uh, the most customizable experience for them, with, for the difficulty, for the progression in the game, for the exploration of the island. We want to satisfy every kind of uh, players. So the players that are not so happy for the exploration, they can skip it and uh, access directly to the event by the map or the players that love to explore and, and learn something about the island or the newcomers for uh, a simulation game with a beginner's uh, physics level the hardcore gamer that want to try his skill and you know, write a skill with the realistic physics and so on we hope to give fun to everybody. It's our mission. Players will know if we have accomplished this mission or not. We hope. Yeah, well, I hope so too. From what I've played today, I had a really good time. So it's a very fun game. So I wish you all the best, Fabio. And thank you very much for your time. Thank you, Fabio. Next up, it's Alex Carullo, lead gameplay designer. It's her responsibility to think of the career progression and the open world environment, amongst many other elements which we shall discuss. So I hope from our conversation, we can understand a bit more about the series' new direction. Hey, Alex. Hi. How are you? Fine, thanks. Thank you very much for your time. Um, we've just been playing and learning more about TT Alaman Ride on the Edge 3. It's quite a long name, but it's a very promising game so far from what I've seen. So if you could just explain to me in your job, uh, what's your main impact on this game? Uh, yes, um, I work as a lead gameplay designer, so it's up to me to uh, and my team to craft the design documentation according to the creative direction and the direction given me by the head of design, Fabio, uh, to yeah keep the documentation in order, well done, well written, of all the features of the game, uh, which then we will pass it to the programmers and artists and where they will do their part and uh, everything together uh, makes the game, the code and the art and for us, the design. Uh, for TT3, especially, I've designed uh, the career game mode, the um, upgrade system, the overall balancing of the economy, a lot of stuff, actually. Uh, the concept, uh, the, um, the first layout of the map, which then was passed down to the artist and the physics designer, which then tweaked it and adjusted it. Uh, apart from the snaffle, which uh, we inherited from the um, last installment of the game, TT2, uh, which is laser scanned. So we didn't have to do any, any kind of tweak because yeah, it was perfect like it, like it is. Um, so yeah, that's basically what I do. Okay, that sounds like a very busy job and yeah, a lot to do. It is, it is, it is. <laughs> so let's, let's uh, dig deeper on some of those elements that were mentioned there. So the career mode for Ride on the Edge 3 versus the previous titles, which was developed by a different studio, is quite different this time. So on a basic level, explain to me uh, how the career works, how you progress. Yeah, uh, you... Uh well, we started thinking of the journey, the whole concept of the career is the journey of the TT. Um, and we wanted to uh, give a different perspective uh, from the last installment. They used a calendar style 
uh, career game mode with uh, days and events each day. Uh, we um, decided to change a bit of that. Uh, to give a fresh new perspective. And uh, so, yeah, the journey is the main theme. You have to go across the island, you have your map, you have the open road system and the POE, the points of interest. And you just uh, go along a series of events scattered through the map, which are unofficial events, which like are sort of training steps that a rider must do to then come to the official events, which are the qualification and the TT, the actual race. So uh, everything is planned to yeah give this sense of journey. Even the timeline, we, we which we use an UI expedient on the season uh, screen, uh, is made like that to convey this um, this concept. Uh, the calendar itself, the calendar structure itself, it's not bad, but it's really used in games. We also used uh, in our previous title, Rims Racing, uh, but this time for the TT, for the island, we wanted to explore a bit more, give a bit of depth to the whole concept. And so we decided to create this map-like approach with point of interest. Um, if you pardon the expression, RPG-like, okay. you know, yeah. Yeah. yeah, something like that, uh, to highlight this sense of, uh, of journey and progression from the beginning to the TT. It's Tom here to interrupt this episode, which I hope you're enjoying, to say if you'd like to support the show, we have some affiliate links in the podcast description. We have them for Buzzsprout, if you decide to create your own podcast, or sim racing and gaming equipment companies like Fanatec, Track Racer, and Moza. It doesn't change the buying experience for you at all. But if you click the link and decide to purchase something, we may earn a commission that helps us to keep going with the podcast. That's it for now. Thank you very much. Back to the interview. Right. So it's like the real world Isle of Man TT race is, is a big thing that you need to build up and get a lot of experience for. So you're trying to imbue a sense of, okay, you actually have to work up to this. You can't just jump in at the deep end. But I believe you can do the super sport and the super bike at the same time, which I guess in the real world, many of the riders actually enter multiple categories. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, this is also uh, part of the simulation we are trying to recreate. Uh, as you said, many riders uh, compete uh, either with the um, super um, sport and the super bike, sim- most of them simultaneously in the sense that, not that they're racing at the same time, but uh, that within the event, they race both the days that are dedicated to the superbike and both the days that are dedicated to the supersport. And uh, to, yeah, simulate this, we decided to let the players keep uh, um, both uh, career timelines at the same time. You can switch uh, when you want, basically. And uh, yeah, this is uh, all done to um, fo- um, focus and uh, highlighten the concept of being a rider, being there, because that's what they do when they're there. Maybe one day they're running for the super sport and then the other day they hop on the super bike and just do the super bike race. It's just like the TTEs. Yeah, I really like that idea. And that's a, a really cool concept. So interested to spending more time with it through the full career and seeing how that plays out. The really, really different thing for me, which you've touched upon already, is the fact that it's not just the Snaefell Mountain course that's officially laser scanned. It's like bits in between. And you can explore the Isle of Man. 
So you can see all the bank's areas and, and discover points of interest. And there are optional challenges that you have to find within there. So talk to me about the decision to create that and and the importance of being able to explore the Isle of Man. Yeah, this was one of actually of our core decisions when we first uh, um, sat down in a round table, uh, me, the creative director, the head of design and the other designers, and just brainstorming ideas. And then one idea that stood uh, upon all others was the fact that we had the previous titles. Yeah. But we had to make a step back and ask ourselves, what is the TT? And then we came to the realization that the TT is the relationship between the riders and the highland, the highland of the TT, the Isle of Man. The TT is embedded in the DNA of the Isle of Man. It's part of uh, its history. It's their culture, actually. And uh, we were elaborating on that. And then we decided to have this <laughs> almost crazy idea because it, it, um, it implied make a, a lot of things for, from scratch. For example, the, the, the open road model. And we say, yeah, okay, but we don't want players to just uh, menu, 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 race, menu, 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 race, this kind of flow, yeah. which is quite staple in racing games. Mm -hmm. But we wanted to reinforce the concept of, uh, yeah, as I said, the relationship between the island and the rider. And what was the best way to do that? Well, let's give them the island. That was basically it. Then we started researching. We started researching uh, about the roads. We opened uh, our <laughs> Google Maps and then a part of the team went actually to the Isle of Man right. during the TT days to study the island. And we decided to give the island a lot of space. We um, learned about the historical courses, the Eclipse and the St. John's. And we decided to build um, our map, our open world structure, starting from the Snaefell and then propagating on the, um, on, around it. Yeah, you know. And this is all sparked from that idea, the relationship between the rider and the island, which acts as a sort of co-protagonist yeah. of, the, of the game. Yeah, this was much like the creative process. So, so the island is so important and so embedded in the, the legend that is yeah. the TT that it's almost like a, a character within, yeah, within the game. Exactly. It's the main focus. So there's no, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, in the previous games, again, which weren't developed by you, they had uh, like some fictional circuits in Ireland and the United Kingdom. They're not in this game, but there's more content to do on the actual Isle of Man, correct? Yeah, yeah. yeah that was another uh, decision we made. Uh, we, at some point, uh, had to choose if, uh, legitly, uh, recycle what, what we had from the previous studio. But... Um, it uh, would have been against the concept I told you before. Yeah. It's the rider and the island. We don't want anything else. Even if it means build from scratch mm. all the roads uh, that are not the Snaefell, right. actually. Um, and yeah, we uh, are really, I, I will not stress enough this concept because it's really, it is really the core of the game. To understand this game, you have to understand this concept. Right. Once you got it, Everything makes sense. Okay. Uh, also, uh, we created um, the journal, uh, which is a sort of collection of uh, infos about either the rider, the TT intended as the, um, the competition, so the history of the competition, but also the Isle of Man 
uh, we put uh, inside the journal infos about um, how their parliament works, their mythology, their folklore, because we knew and we are um, convinced that uh, the titan between uh, the competition and the island itself is unique. You can't do the TT somewhere else. They tried, they tried because the TT in the past edition were somewhere else, but in the end, the Alumani is just the perfect match. Yeah. Yeah. It's and a special have... place. It's unique. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's unique. Yeah. I really, really need to go someday. Um, and I, I don't want to keep you too long. So I guess the final point for me is yeah. that um, there's also progression within the game. So when you're doing these, obviously you've got your main, let's say, career mode with the seasons. But then there's also with those optional events, you're earning, by looks, things like a form of experience and also. Um, I can't remember the proper name, apologies, but like tokens that are used to then upgrade the bike, correct? Yeah. So, yeah, just explain how that works for the player. What's the incentive to keep, to keep going? Yeah. Well, um, aside from uh, progressing to go to the actual event, yeah. um, both the, the points, uh, the upgrade points for the bike and the experience level works on two different rails. The experience level used to upgrade your badge and it's mostly used online. You get point, you upgrade your badge, and then you go online and show it to the others to say, well, uh, I played a lot. Uh, I'm an expert of this game, maybe. It's used for the community to recognize each other, to recognize their uh, even dedication to the game. Uh, meanwhile, the upgrade points are um, a kind of more direct reward. You get them depending on your ranking at the end of each event, uh, both um, mandatory and optional. Um, and it's used to, well, actually upgrade your bike. We come from Rims Racing, which you, you know, you probably know it was focused on mechanics and stuff and uh, being on the motorbike and uh, dirt your hands while um, just making adjustment to the pinion or changing the chain and stuff. Um, obviously, we didn't want to transport that system within the TT because we thought it would distract the player from the point, right. okay. but we still implemented some of that system uh, underlying, uh, simplifying its UI and simplifying the number of, of components you can you can get and upgrade. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, it's certainly unique. And in this game, from what I've seen in the early stages, there's an incentive to uh, unlock enough credits, let's say, to buy the new parts and balance the bike out. And you can tell that the the physics uh, of all those parts working are still present. It's just yeah. less detail. Okay. Well, that was a pleasure. Thank you very much, Alex. Thank you too. The game's out in a couple of months, and I wish yeah. you all the best. Yeah, me too for you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to Alex too. Next up, motorcycle racing royalty with David Todd, Milenko by Padgett's motorcycles rider. He finished fourth in the main senior TT race last year, plus a podium in the Superstock class, and also the British Superstock Championship to boot. Alongside his real-world exploits, he's a big player of the previous game, Ride on the Edge 2, so I was keen to get his thoughts about the new one. David Todd, how's it going? Really good, thank you. Yeah, enjoying the Milan sunshine from, from an office, I guess. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, we've got five minutes at dinner, so oh, it's nice. nice to get out and, and enjoy it. Absolutely. So um, we're here to discuss the, the new TT Alaman game, Ride on the Edge 3 for the full title. Uh, what's your involvement so far with this title? 
Uh, I've been involved, to be honest, since uh, since the last edition, TT2, uh, which I wasn't involved a ton with. I obviously was in the game and uh, just sort of give feedback on the old game and what what I'd like to see from a from a racer's perspective. What what realistic exactly entails from genuinely from a rider's point of view because everybody always likes to give their uh, opinion on what they think is realistic and, and what have you but especially on the internet exactly um, but it's been nice to provide a bit of uh, feedback to the guys honestly and say you know this is what uh, I think from a racer's perspective right that's that's uh, very useful uh, we're playing today like an early build. It's coming out in a couple of months as the final version. What are your impressions so far in comparison to, let's say, Riding the Edge 2? Honestly, I, I love it. I love it so far. I think it's uh, the, the the step between Riding the Edge 1 and, and 2 was, uh, I felt like a small step forward. It was a step forward uh, for sure, but a small step. Um it's like a completely remodel of the the physics of the game is completely changed then for Ride on the Edge 3, uh, which is really exciting because I think it covers both ends of the spectrum perfectly. Um, it gives it, the realistic mode is realistic like re- like it's good oh. like i'm impressed uh within, so fi- to the name. W- within five minutes honestly i, I played the, my f- first five minutes on the game i, I crashed twice and then i, I just was la- like really smiling and the, the guys are like what developers what are you smiling for like you you crashed it's not they were a bit worried and i'm like no this is this is perfect i did uh something basically breaked too hard leaning over into the corner in it and it crashed and I'm like that's exactly what should happen both crashes I can say honestly they should have happened and and it did whereas in a lot of games you can do things that you can't do in real life and uh and it and it still works so the realistic element of it is it's really imp- I was impressed right from the start but then also, um, I know there's a, a ton of motorbike fans and TT fans who really, really want to play the TT, get to ride the TT course on the game, who maybe don't have a ton of gaming experience and uh, want something easier that they can still enjoy and play without it just being really impossible for them, you know? So you put it on the beginner mode and it is easy. It's playable for, for for I think anyone, anybody can jump on and, and play it. So it's it's really nice that they've covered both ends of the spectrum with it. Yeah, that's that's key. I think, especially in my world as a video game journalist, some people can be caught up on it. Has to be the ultimate serious, realistic thing, which is fantastic. But in order to actually reach a, a larger, broader audience and achieve the game's aims, you also have to have these assists. And we've just been trying. I've been trying. I haven't tried the full realism mode just yet. I'll do it after this chat. I've done beginner, I've done intermediate, it's good so far. So I'll I'll take your advice and we'll we'll try the one where I'll crash a lot more, certainly. Have you just did the traction and anti-wheeling oh, and everything yeah, yeah, yeah. so far? Change the ABS and the anti-wheeling stuff. That that changes everything when you go in the realistic mode. It's really noticeable when you go go into those settings. Right. Then way more noticeable in the realistic mode. Okay, is, right. Uh, I'm gonna try it. That's good. <laughs> I'll take some brave pills. So uh, you mentioned there, like the, the, there are some fans of the TT that would really like to try and play and experience the full full circuit. How realistic do you think the representation is of the, 
the track, the layout? As far as the course is concerned, I think it is perfect. Like it is near as damn it perfect. Like honestly, it is seriously impressive. Again, from my point of view, honestly, I've obviously raced around the TT quite a lot now. And uh, the, the smallest details are there. The bumps are where the bumps are in real life. The really right. small bumps, that, but they're really noticeable when, you, when you're riding, uh, noticeable in the game. And it, it's they've done an incredible job. But the course for me looks like the course. Uh, my reference points, because as a racer, you use reference points when you when you're racing around. Your breaking point, or your tipping in point into a corner, or what have you. Um, they're all there and really relevant as well, as well as like the gearing and stuff like that. You what gearing and what corner and stuff like that. It's honestly so it lines up. So if if I was a novice and I'd never ridden round Snaefell course. Obviously, you don't need to learn the course, but if you were starting out, starting out afresh, would this be like a good tool to learn the bumps, the braking markers, the reference points, which way the course is going? Exactly. And, and that's honestly, uh, I don't know how much you know, I, I, that's, it was my introduction to the game oh, right. and to the, uh, to the Alaman TT when I went in 2018, I was a newcomer to go race at the Alaman TT. And I used the first edition Ride on the Edge one yeah. um, to learn the TT course. And and I, at the time, didn't even have a console. So I borrowed my brother's uh, PlayStation and uh, played the game over and over and over and over to learn the course because I heard it was a really accurate representation of the course. Yeah, I can honestly say it, it paid dividends because I ended up doing really well the last few years. and. Yeah the second installment of the game came out and it was an improvement and I still use it now to keep it refreshed in my mind. It's not a permanent race circuit, so access is limited, right? So having some sort of refresher keeps your mind sharp, I guess. Exactly, mate. Yeah, it's um, it's once a year. The TT is once a year. So you try and think of what you did like a year ago today. It's like pretty tough to remember the intricate details of uh, 38 miles worth of course and I mean every bump not just the corners you know your markers everything it's not easy especially with what happened uh, before last year we had three years off due to COVID the event got cancelled two years in a row so that's mileage lost that you would unexperienced lost so it was a lot lost and I thought it was going to be really difficult and I used TT2 a lot in that that period in lockdown and everything I played it a lot to keep it fresh in my mind and when I went back last year, I felt like I'd never been away. All I can say is... Could be an advantage of other riders. TT3 is just a huge step up from TT2. Right. It, it, they've really took a big leap, I think, mainly with the physics. The course was good before. Now it's updated. The graphics are good. But the, the physics is really impressive. Do you think having an official TT game helps the sport, the real world sport, reach like a, a new audience and helps it to grow? Is it important for the real world event, not just gaming fans? Yeah, I think um, the, the TT as, as an event is going through a little bit of a remodel at the moment and trying to make it attractive to a, to a younger audience. And I think certainly this game would help that, you know, because uh, I, I'm, my hope is people would buy the game, play it and go, oh, this seems cool. And then if you went out to the TT, you'd have that experience of going to the TT and that's like no other it's mind-blowing so i 
hopefully it, it advertises to a to younger audience and I can honestly say it helped me uh, it's not as easy as playing the game and you can go race a TT but it's a massive massive part of it and a massive help so you never know cool that's great and uh, slight curveball but I'm from Leeds in the north of England in Yorkshire Padgett's is also based in Yorkshire so what's it like representing the fine county of Yorkshire in, in real world motorsport and is it a good team to, to ride for? Uh, my team, uh, the Malenko by Padgett's team is uh, an awesome team to ride for. Um, I had all last year with them. At uh, 2019, I was part-time with them as well. But um, yeah, they're, they're really, really grassroots. They're like a family-run team. They provide such a professional job, do a professional job, uh, do an incredible job at what they do, the bikes that they build, everything but in a really calm, chilled out, family run way, um, which really suits me. So uh, I'm obviously from Yorkshire as well, and uh, I feel right at home with the team, nice. always relaxed, having fun, and that's usually when you get your best results as well. Nice, yes. If it all fits together and it feels right, then you can make some uh, good progress. Yeah, I, I visited the, the dealership for the first time the other week, and it's it's wonderful. It's really nice. Really enjoyed going there. And it got me thinking, yeah, I need to pass that uh, bike license. I'm not going to enter the TT anytime soon, but just, you know, just I've always wanted to ride a bike. Um, and I suppose final point, uh, obviously last year was really successful for you. Superstock champion, fourth in the senior TT. You're up to BSB this year. Um, hopes and dreams for 2023. Yeah, it's, it's an exciting year for sure. Sticking with my Padgett's team, uh, which is a big part of it. Stepping up to the suit bike class, as you say. I don't know really what to expect with that. Uh, we, we had obviously a really good year in Superstock last year, winning the championship. Um, so as far as suit bike goes, we're just going to jump in the deep end, try and learn to swim. Um, as far as the roads go, again, like you say, fourth in the senior, I got my first podium. I got third in the Superstock race after a bit of a tough week, uh, let's say with a few, um, a few issues, uh, what we had with, with tires and what have you. So I'm really looking forward to going back to the TT and the other road races I do, the Southern 100, uh, the Northwest 200. Um, there's a lot of good races on the calendar for this season that I'm just, I'm really looking forward to and um, hope to keep improving and just moving forward is always my goal. If um, we can go too better at the TT, that'd be lovely. If we can stand on that top step, it'd be awesome. But uh, you got to be careful with it in the same breath because <laughs> it can bite back. So um, we'll see. Well, thank you very much. Uh, best of luck with all those plans for the year ahead. Also, we're talking the day after that Northern Ireland's got the insurance uh, palaver sorted, which is fantastic. And uh, looking forward to Ride on the Edge 3 coming out soon. Absolutely. Can't wait. Thank you to Davey for his time there, and best of luck with the season ahead. As we speak, a day of recording, the starting order for this year's TT event has been published. Todd will be 8th off the line. The 2023 Real World Isle of Man TT event begins with first practice on the 29th of May and concludes on the 10th of June while the game, Ride on the Edge 3, launches just before that on the 11th of May. We have several articles on the Traction.gg website with all the details, plus our hands-on opinions of the preview build. There's also a gameplay video on our YouTube channel with some exclusive footage. But for now, 
That's it. Please do follow and subscribe to the Traction Podcast via your favourite podcast app to help us reach more like-minded sim racing and racing game fans. And we'll be back very soon with a new episode. Keep it pinned. Keep it pinned.